the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another thrill-packed edition of Unite, i.e. Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen, followed closely by your friendly neighborhood radio talk show host. My name is Greg Britton with the Redlands Tea Party Patriots, as well as the Unite IE Coalition of Conservative and Patriot Groups in the Inland Empire of Southern California, where our mission is to unite freedom-loving, America-loving Americans and magnify our strength and effectiveness in making and keeping America great, free, and prosperous. And as I have often said, if that doesn't say domestic terrorist, I don't know what does. Uh, I'm expecting the FBI at my door any 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 day now. I just ask that you come by after eight o'clock. So I've had my first cup of coffee. We are pleased. You say that in jest, and now you, you you're waiting for the knock at the door. Uh, Please to welcome back to the show, Congressman Jay Obernoti, formerly with the Eighth Congressional District, is now the Twenty Third Congressional District, and he comes off a, a rather impressive. Uh, re-election where he won 61% of the vote. Uh, his new district is basically the high desert area of Southern California. It comes down through Yucaipa and into Redlands, kind of basically south of the 10 freeway. So he's now my congressman, uh, where before we had, uh, had, uh, Pete Aguilar as, uh, as, as my congressman. Though it was funny because so he was formerly the mayor of Redlands. So when I, if I saw him at it, when he did a town, when he did a, a, like a coffee in the morning, it was like, hi, Pete, have a seat. Let's, 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 let's talk. And you know, it's kind of interesting to be on the first name basis with your Democrat member of Congress. Uh, Jay is, uh, before I went into politics, he formed a video game company and worked his way up through local, uh, politics and offices in the Big Bear area. Uh, has two children. I think they were homeschooled. Wise choice. And he's now our he's now our member of Congress, reelected for his second term. And a welcome to the show, Jay. Thanks, Greg. It's great to be back. Merry Christmas to all our listeners out there, and uh, to all conservatives across the Inland Empire. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks for being on the show. Uh, Mark Twain said that uh, no man's life, liberty, or property are safe while the legislature is in session, and that probably goes double. When Congress is in session, and unfortunately, they, uh, they are still in session in a lame duck session, trying to uh, get out some spending bills and whatever else they can for the Democrats can force through before they lose control of the House. Um, right. What 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 you, you you mentioned off the air? You just passed the National Defense Authorization Act, and there's one little bit of good news in that. Absolutely. Yeah, we have been fighting for the last couple of years to rescind the vaccine mandate on our military men and women. Uh, that has resulted in the premature retirement uh, or discharge of thousands of uh, of really good members of our military. It's definitely weakened our military. It's been something that I've been fighting against. So I am very, very happy that we succeeded in getting a, a uh, rescinding of the vaccine mandate for our troops in the NDA this year. So uh, that's really good news. Uh, the Democrats absolutely did not want to give that up. We kind of dragged them kicking and screaming across the finish line. And uh, and I think the Biden administration is going to have no choice but to, to accept that because uh, that's what they uh, that's that's the price that they needed to pay to get this across the finish line. So uh, really happy that, that that occurred. And that was just about half an hour ago. And that's good. But you you related off the air is Tuesday night. You got the bill with how many thousands of pages? Right. Yes. You had to vote yes. on it today. Thursday. Yeah, this, uh, it, it just boggles the mind that this is the way that we run a country. So the NDAA was first put in print on Tuesday night. It's 4,400 pages. Just the table of contents to the bill is 64 pages. And we had a vote on it today. So you can imagine uh, how me and my staff were scrambling uh, to have been able to get over the, go over that whole thing in the hours that we had. But, uh, you know, that's it's what's the most disrespectful thing about that process is the clear message that it sends to veterans. 
members of Congress, which is this. Uh, you don't matter. Please don't try and read or understand the bill. Just do what you're told. <laughs> and unfortunately, uh, for a lot of members of Congress, I'm afraid that that's, uh, that's the way it goes. Oh, you, you said that... Uh... It's going to be different under the under the Republicans. We'll see. Um, last time there was a uh, when spe- under Speaker Ryan, they were doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what I would like to see, and this is something that we've discussed in uh, our uh, our conference meeting last week, in which we talked about the changes that we want to make to our conference rules and to the House rules next year. One of the things I would really like to see is a minimum of five days in print for bills. That's something that a change that we made through a voter referendum to the California state constitution a few years ago. And uh, in my last term in the legislature, it made a big difference. It made a really big difference. You didn't see these, you know, these midnight, what we called gut and amends, where all of a sudden you were voting on a bill that no one had ever seen before, which is something I don't think that's good for transparency. It's not good for democracy. It's disrespectful to representative government and it should never be done. So I'm, I'm hopeful that we, we adopt that rule for the next Congress so that this does not happen in the future. Before we move on to the next Congress, what else should we be worried about or be wary of or be watching in the remaining days? I think the goal is to get you done by December 22nd. Um, What else are they going to try to do to us um, between now and then? Well, I mean, officially, the last voting day is the end of next week. But uh, I have heard rumors we're going to be here uh, until Christmas, if not through Christmas. And the reason is because... The, uh, the authorization for uh, for government funding expires the end of next week. Uh, and that's because for years now, Congress has not done its job in actually passing a budget and appropriating funding on time. So what happens, you know, I, I sit on the House Budget Committee. Before this, I, I was the uh, vice chair for four years of the, the Budget Committee in the California State Legislature. And my doctorate's in budgeting. It's something I care deeply about. And I can tell you it is completely dysfunctional at a federal level. So the Democrats don't even bother, right? Uh, they they pass appropriations bills without a budget. Uh, and lately, all we've been able to get done in Congress is what are called continuing resolutions. We call them CRs. And basically, uh, they're punting the ball down the field. They're just saying, uh, you know, we can't agree on a budget. We can't even agree on appropriations bills. Let's just reauthorize everything at the existing funding levels. So uh, that the latest CR expires at the end of next week. So we'll have a government shutdown if we don't do something by the end of next week. Now, I'm, I'm 100% confident we're not going to be shutting down the government. What's likely to happen is yet another continuing resolution that might be just for a week or two to give the Congress a little bit more time to negotiate. But, you know, it's it just... It makes your head explode to think that this is where we are as a country, that we are within a week of shutting down our federal government, still arguing about passing appropriation bills to keep it open. Well, yeah, and then, and then the House, they don't have, there's no filibuster. There's no reason why they, if they wanted to, the Democrats could, they could pass a budget. They could pass a, they could pass spending bills, uh, the way things, the way, the way they used to. They just choose to, just like the NDA. They're going, they negotiate a deal in secret and then they, here's 1500 pages and $1.5 trillion worth of spending. Yeah, we're voting on it in six hours. Right, right, exactly. Well, they've got a, a the Senate to worry about, of course. You know, it doesn't really do them any good to, uh, to pass an appropriations bill with all of their priorities in it out of the House if the, the Senate is not going to pass it. And of course, they need 60 votes in the Senate. And thank goodness, you know, we still we still have 10 seats this, you know, until the, the start of the next year. So they're going to need to get at least 10 Republicans to agree. So, you know, we've got that negotiating power. And, uh, you know, that's that's really keeping them honest. Yeah, well, how much negotiating power is it? Uh, the, the Mitch McConnell, the leader in the Republican leader in the Senate, has agreed to do a full year spending bill rather than just put it over for 45 days in which then there will then be a House Republican majority to yield to wield more influence on the spending for the rest of the year. Sure, sure. But I mean, don't discount the fact that we're going to lose a Senate seat because of that runoff in Georgia. So uh, if we punt it into next year with a continuing resolution, uh, yes, it'll be easier to get our priorities incorporated out of that in a bill out of the House, which, of course, the Constitution says spending bills have to originate in the House. Uh, So we can do that, but we will have a harder time passing something with Republican priorities in the Senate because we'll have one fewer votes there. So we'll have to get 11 Democrats on any bill that that, uh, is going to pass the Senate. So, you know, it's it's going to be 
uh, a difficult negotiation either way, I think. Yeah, Tony, uh, what, anything else we should be aware of? They're going to try. There's talk of an amnesty bill. I don't know if that's going to go anywhere, but there was a but uh, outgoing senator who's retired, who's, who didn't run for re-election, Tillis from North Carolina and Cinema from Arizona are negotiating an amnesty bill. Is that going to go anywhere in the lame duck session? I really don't think so. I mean, there are a lot of us who think, as I do, that any talk about immigration reform has to start with a fix to the total chaos that's been going on in our southern border since Joe Biden took office. Uh, I've been down to that border a couple of different times uh, once uh, this year to McAllen, Texas, which is the most heavily illegally cross section of border in our entire country. I've talked to hundreds of Border Patrol agents about what's going on down there. And, you know, the, the reality eclipses anything that you've seen on Fox News. It is it is complete lawlessness down there. So we've got to to fix that before we even talk about any other kind of reform. We've got a bill uh, that uh, that was just voted on in the House this week. That would substantially expand the number of green cards that are that are issued. And we could talk about pros and cons of that. But there are a lot of us, myself included, who put our foot down and said, no, we're not even going to have this discussion until we talk about uh, about the southern border and fixing that problem. And then, you know, talk about amnesty. Unfortunately, I mean, I really think uh, there, there are a lot of people who believe, as I do, that that, uh, you know, amnesty is really not appropriate because you've got people that have broken the law. That's not a, a way to start in on your your uh, membership in a brand new society in a brand new country. Uh, you know, but uh, even the people that believe in amnesty, and there are a few people in the Repu- Republican conference that are willing to, to entertain the notion, even they are looking at what's happened on the southern border the last two years and saying, no way, no how, because we've had millions and millions of immigrants cross illegally, and they're now here in our country. So, I mean, we absolutely cannot reward that kind of behavior with a path to citizenship. And uh, I'm just afraid that, that uh, you know, that's that's going to be the stance. But everything, any kind of immigration reform has got to st- start with fixing the problem at the southern border. It cannot be allowed to continue. Yeah. And uh, Tucker's talked about it, but not a lot of other people have, both in conservative media or, you know, Republicans and members of Congress have talked about it, but it isn't, it's not a front and center issue. You're looking at two, three million a year at least getting through, plus all the people that get through that aren't caught, yes. that aren't processed. That- you know what's crazy? I mean, we 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 used to, you know, the uh, the the Trump administration had imposed the policy of uh, of remain in Mexico. Like, if you want to apply for asylum, you've got to stay in Mexico, and if you get caught. Sneaking across the border, then you're not eligible for asylum, which just makes sense. Uh, the Biden administration reversed that, and the Biden administration reinstituted the policy of catch and release, where if you're caught on the U.S. side of the border, rather than being deported, you're just given an immigration court date and released back into our society here on the U.S. side. Uh, we have even now ran out of court dates, Greg. Uh, I mean, what they're doing now, you can't make this stuff up. I mean, I I saw this happen. What they're doing now is they're giving them a phone, a government-issued cell phone, and they're saying, we can't even give you a court date because the court dates that are available are so far out that we're not even scheduling them. So we're going to give you this phone, and we want you to promise when we call with a court date that you're going to answer, and then you're going to show up. So you can imagine the percentage of people that are caught already breaking the law that actually show up at their court hearing. It is it is vanishingly small. Hmm. Um, I'm, I got a text here from your assistant slash boss slash handler uh, who says that that, that you that you need to get on to something else. Um, do we have how much more time do we have with you? I, I, I let's let's keep going a couple minutes. I'll, I'll waver off. Okay. <laughs> the um, let's turn to the next Congress is. You have a very. I think you have two twenty-two. If, that, if that's locked yeah. in now, now that now that Duarte has been called, uh, yeah, it's two twenty-two. And and uh, you know that's uh, all the Democrats want to talk about is is uh, how well they did this election. <laughs> Let's compare records. Uh, we took the majority in the House of Representatives, and we picked up a congressional seat in California. California, mm-hmm. uh, despite having the California delegation in general lose a seat. So uh, we're really excited about that. So. The very the, the Democrats have rock iron discipline among their members, not so much the Republicans for good or ill. 
Can you elect a speaker and can you govern, can you run the House effectively with that narrow of a margin? Or are you going to either you have the more moderate slash rhino Republicans drop off or you have the more conservative Republicans drop off and you only can lose five and you don't you don't have a majority. Right. Uh, You know, I want to be cautiously optimistic. Uh, It is true what you said, that it's much more harder to govern a narrow Republican majority in the House than it is a narrow Democratic majority. And the reason is because as conservatives, we're distrustful of uh, government in general. We're distrustful of leadership in particular. We don't like being told what to do. We all want to make our own decisions. So, and I respect that. I think that's where we ought to be. But, uh, you know, I do think that we still have that sense of team. And I think that we're going to work it out. And I'll tell you, sitting through, we've had uh, probably five or six hours of conference meeting in the last two weeks talking about uh, what our plans are for when we have the majority talking about what the rules package is going to be. And uh, I actually have been very impressed with the respect that the various constituencies of the conference have shown each other with the tenor of the discussion. Sometimes it's got a little heated, but you never lose the fact that we're on the same team. And, you know, I'm cautiously optimistic. I think we're going to get there. Okay. Um, and you take as much remaining time as you would like to uh, give us any closing remarks or what your plans are or yeah, well, let, let's talk about yeah, how excited you. I am to be part of a Republican majority in the House. I mean, we need to undo some of the damage that the Biden administration and the Democrats have done to our country in the last two years. Uh, and if you look at something that I'm per- personally very concerned about and involved in, that is energy policy. You know, the Biden administration from day one declared a war on American energy. And you can look at the prices that we pay for gas. This summer as a direct consequence of that. And we are, Greg, just going into here the winter season, we're going to be paying uh, at least twice as much for natural gas and heating oil as we did uh, a year ago. And that's a direct result of the Biden administration's limits on American production of energy. So we want to hold them accountable for that. Uh, We're going to do a lot of oversight. Uh, We're going to have hearings into the actions that the Biden administration has taken, and uh, we're going to work to reverse some of these policies that are hurting Americans. And here's the ultimate irony. You know, the the Democrats say they're all about uh, the under the the underprivileged, uh, the working poor, that they're the party of, of lifting people out of poverty. But the direct consequence of the things that they've done in the last two years has been to drive record numbers of Americans back into poverty. They make that slope more slippery, make it hard, easier to slide into poverty and harder to climb out. And you just think about people paying twice as much for gasoline as they did a couple of years ago and this summer paying twice as much on their heating bills. And you can see the, the, the disastrous consequence of those decisions. So I'm really, really looking forward to being a part of that. And, uh, and uh, you know, it's, it's going to be interesting. This will be the first time in my political career I've actually served in the, in the majority after serving in the California legislature in the super minority most of my tenure. So really looking forward to it. All right. Um, I don't want to, you know, you are, have a lot of other commitments and appreciate you being on the show. Um, look forward to having you back and telling us some more things. I had, I had a whole long, longer list of questions and things to talk about, um, but maybe we will get into some of those things next time. And um, do appreciate you being on the show and uh, being a voice for us back in, uh, in, the, in, the, in the D.C. swamp. Well, anytime. Thanks, Greg. Always enjoy being on here. And uh, yeah, let's, let's pick it up the next time. OK, have a good day. Okay, Merry Christmas, everyone. And with that, let's hear from our sponsor for this half of Unite, i.e. Radio, Ed Hoffman of United American Mortgage, the place to go for your real estate lending needs. Back after this. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman with United American Mortgage. New company, same Ed Hoffman. If you've heard my show, The Main Event, then you know that I think like you do, and that's what you want when you're looking for someone to advise you on real estate financing. Whether you're thinking of financing a piece of property you'd like to own or refinancing a piece of property you already own, or if you or your spouse are over 62 and you'd like to find out more about that reverse mortgage thing that everyone is talking about, and whether that property is in California or another state where you'd like to go to escape California, I can help you find the solution that's right for you 
and in step with your short-term and long-term plans. Call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. One last time, day or night, toll-free area code 855-640-2020. Or go to edhoffman.net and click on the United American Mortgage logo. Ed Hoffman, NMLS ID number 9921. United American Mortgage Corporation, NMLS ID number 1942. United American Mortgage Corporation is an equal housing lender and licensed by the California Department of Real Estate. AM 590, the answer. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. My name is Greg Britton, Residency Party Patriots and Unite IE Coalition of Conservative and Patriot Groups. Just had a good discussion with uh, Jay Obernotti, the congressman in the 23rd district that includes uh, my area in, uh, in, South, in South Redlands and kind of wrapping around through Yukaipa and parts north. We talk about in the show, our, our slogan, the most important political office is that of the private citizen. And certainly that includes voting, and that's very important. Uh, according to results I saw this morning from um, as a Thursday morning in the 47th Assembly District, which is a funny district, goes from Palm Springs, kind of down the 10 freeway to the west and into South Redlands. The Republican appears to have won that election by a whopping 84 votes out of about 130,000 votes cast. So if you think your vote doesn't matter, um, sometimes it really does. 84 votes. There's a Republican who narrowly won a congressional seat that Jay mentioned that the Republicans actually gained a seat in Congress this, in this last election, and he won by about 565 votes. But fulfilling the obligations of the most important political office starts with voting, starts with being informed enough to cast an intelligent vote. And sorting through all the disinformation, um, of course, your best source of information is to tune every week here and uh, on Unite.ie Radio. And um, but if you want to supplement beyond that, there's other good sources. I like to use uh, Breitbart, Gateway Pundit, uh, Pro Trump News, uh, Revolver News are some of my favorites, and there's and there's some others. Uh, California Globe, published by one of our guests sometimes, Katie Grimes, is a is probably the best source now of. California News, along with California Political Report by uh, Steve Frank. But in addition to that, if you really are interested in saving the republic, your obligations, I think, extend beyond that. And it involves building relationships and getting to know your elected officials. And even with a member of Congress, now I'm part of the Redlands Tea Party Patriots, and I have, you know, We've invited him to speak before at our group, but you really can get to know your elected representatives, even a member, even a member of Congress. Um, I mentioned in the first part of a show that uh, the former Democrat who still a Democrat, still in Congress, but no longer represents my area, Pete Aguilar. And I got to know him when he was mayor of the city of Redlands. And while he and I would disagree on virtually everything, uh, at least he knows who I am. I know who he is. And on one of his infrequent town hall meetings, or we was meeting with his constituents for coffee on a Saturday morning, I went down there and, uh, you know, he's, he's making his rounds around the tables and so on. He starts to walk by me. And I say, Pete, have a seat. I got up early on Saturday morning. Come out and talk to you. Have a seat. And he did. And again, we talked about immigration and amnesty, and he's, of course, for open borders and, and amnesty. But you at least could develop a relationship, as well as, of course, city council members are easier, may, your mayor, depending on size, and so on. So you're obliga- if you really are interested in keeping the republic, as Benjamin Franklin said, you have a republic if you can keep it, which increasingly looks problematic. But part of what you, part of what it involves is building your relationships and getting to know your elected representatives. And if not meeting them directly, they'll often can meet with their staffs and, vo- and voice your concerns. Otherwise, you know, they will certainly hear from 
the lobbyists, they will certainly hear from the other side. Uh, it's important that we all, they also hear from us, from our side, the freedom-loving, America-loving, God-loving Americans. That's all we have the time we have in this first half. Tune in for an exciting second half of Unite IE Radio. Back after this. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman with United American Mortgage. New company, same Ed Hoffman. If you've heard my show, The Main Event, then you know that I think like you do, and that's what you want when you're looking for someone to advise you on real estate financing. Whether you're thinking of financing a piece of property you'd like to own or refinancing a piece of property you already own, or if you or your spouse are over 62 and you'd like to find out more about that reverse mortgage thing that everyone is talking about, and whether that property is in California or another state where you'd like to go to escape California, I can help you find the solution that's right for you and in step with your short-term and long-term plans. Call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. One last time, day or night, toll-free area code 855-640-2020. Or go to edhoffman.net and click on the United American Mortgage logo. Ed Hoffman, NMLS ID number 9921. United American Mortgage Corporation, NMLS ID number 1942. United American Mortgage Corporation is an equal housing lender and licensed by the California Department of Real Estate. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar. All-Star Collision, 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. Car Star, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. AM590, the answer. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. My name is Greg Britton with the Redlands Tea Party Patriots, as well as the Unite IE Coalition of Conservative and Patriot Groups. We take the opportunity here, and uh, since we don't have a guest for the remainder of, uh, of this half hour, is to talk about my own group, the Redlands Tea Party Patriots. And we describe ourselves as follows. Redlands Tea Party Patriots are freedom-loving, America-loving Americans dedicated to saving and restoring our country, freedom and republic through, it's a little bit radical now, but so stay, bear with me, personal freedom protected by constitutionally limited government, free enterprise with opportunity for all and favoritism for none, fiscal responsibility where government lives within our means, and putting America and Americans first in one nation under God. I know that's radical, but that's what we stand for. And if you're interested, if that appeals to you at all, um, our meetings are almost always the first Thursday of the month. Our Christmas party this year will be on the 15th. And all of our meetings are free and open to the public other than the Christmas party where we're serving dinner. And that that would be $30. And you, if you go to our Facebook page, search for Redlands Tea Party Patriots. If you wanted to attend, we are still we still have some tickets available for that's going to be a great and fun event. In our first half, we had a great conversation with our congressman for my area in South Redlands and mo- most of going north into San Marino County, Jay Obernotti. Um We talked a little bit about the challenges of governing and running the House with only 222 members. A majority of the House is 218 members. So they can only afford to lose five votes and still have a majority, assuming all the Democrats vote the other way. And while Jason is optimistic about their being able to select a speaker and run the House, I'm not as optimistic. There's a group of about 20 conservatives who have reportedly said, we're not voting for Kevin McCarthy as speaker. And there's some other moderate, liberal, slash rhino Republicans that don't want anybody more conservative than McCarthy, and have even talked about maybe working with the Democrats to elect a moderate Republican as speaker. Assuming they can elect a speaker, and we'll see if they can. My view is, yeah, I'm, I'm not a big view, a big fan of McCarthy. He's 
he's not as bad as McConnell. He's not as much of a swamp creature as McConnell is. I think he's a little more conservative than McConnell, a little bit more of a warrior than McConnell. But I don't see anybody else that's going to be able to cobble together 218 votes necessary to be elected speaker. I'd love to have somebody else. My ideal choice would be Jim Jordan, who is a definite warrior for our cause. Um, he will be the chairman of the House Judiciary Committee, and that's a very good role for him. But other than Jim Jordan, he's not running for speaker. I don't see anybody else. And reluctantly, I would have to concur with even another one of our great warriors, Marjorie Taylor Greene, who has recognized the same thing and is supporting McCarthy. Uh, we will see if they run the House any different. Jay said they're going to run the House differently. They're not going to negotiate these big bills like he just voted on one. that was 4,400 pages for the National Defense Authorization Bill on Thursday morning, and it was only released in print uh, if on or in, in written form for people to review on Tuesday night. 4,400 pages. Jay says they're going to do something different. Uh, we shall see. We hope hope that hope that is is so because that is that not only cuts out the members out of the legislative process, it cuts the private citizens out of the legislative process. You have no chance to learn about what's in these in these massive bills and then weigh in on it and contact your member of Congress and say, "Don't vote for this," or if you if you like it, do vote for it. So it cuts out the members and the private citizens, and I think that is part of part of the goal. Negotiate a big bill in secret and then run it through the Congress. Oftentimes a deadline. The government's gonna shut down this to Friday. You got two minutes to vote on it. Vote now. It's an emergency. Of course, it's a totally constrained emergency because you waited so long to uh to get the bill out. It's kind of like a reminds me of that way back in my early in my career as a lawyer. When I was uh, talking to the judge and the other counsel in the judge's chambers, the judge had a sign on his wall that said, your failure to plan is not my emergency. And now as a judge, you can do that. You can, uh, but as a uh, member, as a, a member of Congress, you're, you're stuck with what they put in front uh, to vote for you. There is some good news. Now, the, the, the overall, the 2022 election was disappointing, surprising. And I do want to, we'll talk about that and what that, what was going on there, particularly in Maricopa County. But there is some good news and more of it locally. One is there is a, there is now a Republican majority in the House that at least in theory can put a stop to really bad things that the Democrats may want to get through. We will see whether they have the courage to stand up for anything because there will be, over the next two years, some certain must-pass bills. They'll come up on spending bills. There'll be a debt selling increase, the National Defense Authorization Act. A few of these things where there are, they're just must, they have to pass something, and it will now require, those some things will require the approval of the House of Representatives that will have a Republican majority. And the, the test is kind of going to be, are the Republicans willing to stand up for something and says, if you want this next spending bill, here are some things that either, here's our list of demands, either has to be in it or things that can't be in it. For example, um, the 87,000 new IRS agents that the Democrats added in earlier this year. Would they be willing to, at the next spending bill, when they have when they have the majority, say a spending bill will not pass the House without removing funding for those eighty-seven thousand IRS agents? That's the power of the purse. That was supposed to be Congress's greatest power in the federal government to run a check on the executive branch. Is the Congress had the power of the purse? Problem is the Republicans have. Forfeited that, not forfeited, but they've refused to use it. 
ever since uh, the 1990s when there was a, quote, government shutdown, unquote, which is not really much of a government shutdown, but there was one, they got blamed for it, and they've been afraid to use their power even when they're in the majority ever since. And, of course, once you say, under no circumstances are we going to or do anything that would cause even a partial limited government shutdown, in a, in a 87% of the government still operates anyways by, by autopilot, then you give away all your power. You give away your power of the purse. So we shall see. Will they, are they willing to make a stand on anything? And I see. we shall see. Are they willing to do something to force their hand on the border? For example, and they may they may run it through this December. The Biden wants, Brandon wants another thirty-seven billion dollars for Ukraine and for, to protect Ukraine's borders. The Republicans could, and the one the because of the filibuster in the Senate. The uh, Senate Republicans could do it right now, is there will not be a penny more for Ukraine's borders until America's borders are protected. They could do it. Don't think they will, but they could. And so, I said before, I said before the election, not too loudly, um, I think that we conservatives, um, the freedom-loving, America-loving Americans, are likely to be disappointed over the next two years with the Republicans in Congress. I hope that's not so, and we should try to buck up our Republican members of Congress as much as possible um, and influence them, which we can do as 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 private citizens. Now that was a long circuitous journey back into back into the D.C. swamp, to coming back to the good news. Of course, the Republican majority in the House, at least some check on the Democrats, but, but locally here, uh, Pastor Tim Thompson, who's been on this show, uh, he formed a group called the Inlandem the IE Family Pack to back conservative and Christian school board members. And they were, they were quite successful. They won five out of seven races in the Temecula Marietta area. And they now hold a majority on the Temecula school board. We weren't as successful up here in, in Redlands, but you know, that's at least a start. There are some other conservative school board members like Chris Rahagi and some others in the Corona Norco area. The uh, the conservatives achieved a majority on the Huntington Beach City Council. So it is possible for us to win some things. And these local races can be can be quite influential. Let's take a pause here and we'll hear from our sponsor. And then we'll jump into some other interesting topics, including the assault on our freedom of speech. After this word from All-Star Collision, the place to take your car when you have an accident because they are truly the kings of wreck and roll. Back after this. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. AM590, the answer. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. My name is Greg Britton with the Redlands Two-Party Patriots and the Unite IE Coalition of Conservative and Patriot Groups in the Inland Empire of Southern California. Had a good conversation with Congressman Jay Obernorte in our first half. We were looking at some of the election results. Uh, I do, we're going we're to jump out of election results, and we, I, I would like to get back to what's happened and what's happening in uh, uh, vote fraud, Capital West. Maricopa County, Arizona, but something just, there was a, a pass, a segment on Tucker Carlson on Wednesday night 
that was I thought was just so extraordinary and exemplified the growing assault on freedom of speech in this country. Benjamin Franklin warned us that uh, he who would overthrow the liberty of a nation must first begin by subduing the freeness of speech. Harry Truman, Democrat president, warned us that when even one American who has done nothing wrong is forced by fear to shut his mind and close his mouth, then all Americans are in peril. In the light of those warnings, Here's what uh, Tucker had to report on uh, Wednesday night. So a few days ago, a mother in New Jersey called Angela Redding found out that her child's elementary school was advertising something called pansexuality. And she thought this seems a little much for an elementary school, so she complained about it on Facebook. What happened next didn't used to happen in this country and never should. And we only know about it because of a substack called Chaos and Control, which broke the story. And as we read it, we thought this can't be real, but it is. So in response to Angela Redding's post, out of the blue, an Army officer at Joint Base MDL, it's a nearby military base, called Angela Redding an extremist on Facebook. That officer is called Lieutenant Colonel Christopher Schilling. Schilling then wrote on Facebook that, quote, the Joint Base leadership have had the security forces working with multiple state and local law enforcement agencies to monitor this situation. What? So the military responded to a mom in an elementary school complaining about the sexualization of her own child? That's a warranted a military response under Joe Biden? Apparently it did. Then shortly after, the chief of the North Hanover Police Department, Robert Duff, pressured Redding to delete her Facebook post. Let that sink in. The police and the military got involved because a mom wrote something on Facebook they didn't like. Today, Joint Base MDL confirmed to this show that they, quote, notified law enforcement about the social media exchange, which is common information sharing practice among law enforcement agencies. Except, wait a second, a military base is not a, quote, law enforcement agency. The purpose of the military is to defend us from foreign enemies, not to police our Facebook posts. This is mind-boggling, and we pray someone does something about it. Like Tucker said, this can't be true. But it is true. A military officer, and I guess based on the response from the military when Tucker's assistant contacted them with approval of the uh, with approval of the military authorities, got local law enforcement involved when a citizen posts something on Facebook completely and totally protected by the First Amendment. There were no threats, no implied threats, just a statement that she believed. I know this is pretty radical. This, is, this really is, quote, extreme, unquote, that you wouldn't want your the government-run schools teaching your children about pansexuality, whatever that is, to elementary students, probably to any, to any, any students at any age, but especially to the younger children in elementary school. And then to follow it up, the local police chief contacts the manager proprietor of the Facebook group of moms in that area to demand that the post be taken down. And I appreciate the mom. She, she later, she came on Tucker and talked about the situation, but she consented to taking down the post. And there I would, in fact, I, I she, she never replied, but I reached out through her for Facebook and sent her a Facebook message. Yeah, you know, I appreciate what you did there coming on Tucker, but you shouldn't have, taken down the post. There was nothing wrong with it. And if Ronald Reagan said that freedom was always one generation away from extinction, and if you don't want it to be this generation, then the adults, us now, and and you want your children and grandchildren to live in a free country, then we need to stand up. And that may involve taking some risks. That may involve some uh, some ostracism. That may involve they you know the, the the leftist mob can can swarm you, and that can that can be scary. They can, and even beyond that, sometimes they will go to your employer. Do you know that they, that you have a transphobic, homophobic, blah 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 Nazi working for you? And sometimes people get fired over that. And I can understand that. Um, you know, you you, you have a mortgage payment to make, a car payment to make, you want to pay the utilities, you want to keep the lights on, you got a family to feed, 
you know, those, those children, you know, they, they like they like clothes and they like and they like especially like to eat on a regular basis. I understand that, but our founders, when they signed the Declaration of Independence, knowing that if they were caught by the British, they would be hung as traitors to the crown. They said, they said, to this we mutually pledge our lives, our fortunes, and our sacred honor. Back in 1944, Americans stormed up Omaha Beach into German machine gun fire, and thousands of them were mowed down to defend these freedoms. And we're not called upon to do anything so extreme. But we have to stand up. We can't be intimidated. This is part of a larger effort. And we saw news came out in this past week that the FBI, the Biden campaign, the Democrat Party, and Twitter all conspired together to suppress truthful information that voters may have found relevant in the 2020 election. And that's just what we know about, because Elon Musk has released the documents from Twitter about that. How much more of that was going on behind the scenes at the other big dem temp co- big dem tech companies, maybe in the, in the fullness of time, we'll get to know the full truth. But again, it's one of those things that five years ago, certainly 10 years ago, you couldn't have imagined. You wouldn't have imagined that the FBI was going to work with a one political party to suppress freedom of speech by Americans and journalists to help that one political party. That's where we are. And it can involve, sometimes it involves physical threats of violence. They use their Antifas and their BLMs to uh, threaten and sometimes commit violence based on your speech. Um, The reporter Andy No who's written about Antifa, has experienced that uh, firsthand. He got a concussion one of the times that they, they attacked him. So you have this concerted effort through the big damn tech companies, through intimidation, the FBI, and we don't know the full scope of it. There's a government agency called the Cybersecurity Infrastructure Security Agency that's working behind the, behind the scenes to... Supposedly, just protect the infrastructure, but in reality, they're working behind the scenes to restrict and eliminate what they call misinformation. And of course, misinformation is anything that differs from regime narrative. Again, you come back to at the start of this segment, Benjamin Franklin's warning and Harry Truman's warning that freedom of speech is essential to a free country. And without that, you won't have a free country. The other aspect I'm going to play off on for our our remaining time is the open, blatant, over-the-top sexualization of children that's going on in the culture and in the government-run schools, or even the private schools. She pointed out in her elementary school, they were teaching the children about pansexuality, whatever that is. It's one of those myriad rainbow things that they now they now teach them. Um, here in Redlands, we saw that. Is a student had happened to find very sexually explicit books in the school library. Um, one of which had a, uh, it was called, This Book is Gay. That's the official title. And had a drawing of, labeled boy-on-boy sex. Now, the figure in the drawing looks more like an adult man than a boy, and then it proceeded to give how-to instructions. And that is just one example. You see this all over the place. Project Veritas released just this week a video of a dean from a $40,000-per-year private school bragging about how during Pride Week, they brought in as, as gay group, Salem's Rolls won't let me tell you exactly the sex toys they were using, but let's just say they were for every opening in the body and explaining how to use them. And then the school, when this gets released, doubles down and says, offers its full support 
for that dean and what and what was going on and what was going on in those classrooms. And we see this we see this all over the, even in conservative states we see this. And as part of this overall culture war, Breitbart, Andrew Breitbart, one of my political heroes, warned us or, or advised us that culture is upstream of politics. And through the government-run schools, they're trying to control the culture. And think about where we are now. And I'm going to paraphrase something that John Nolte from, from Breitbart said, because we only have a little bit of time here is when they legalized gay marriage, if you had said, okay, you know, five years from now, ten years from now, they're going to have drag queens in the classrooms. You would have been dismissed as a tinfoil hat conspiracy theorist. Yet, here we are. So, if we don't stand up, where will their slippery slope be in five or ten years from now. John Nolte suggested that uh, we will all be bigots if we don't want them having sex with our children. And that's, uh, it may even be worse than that, because their slippery slope has no bottom. And once again, it comes back to the most important political office, that of the private citizen, if we're going to stop their slippery slope and save our country. That's all the time we have this week. Thanks for tuning in and tuning next week for another exciting edition of Unite, i.e. radio. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman with United American Mortgage. New company, same Ed Hoffman. If you've heard my show, The Main Event, then you know that I think like you do, and that's what you want when you're looking for someone to advise you on real estate financing. Whether you're thinking of financing a piece of property you'd like to own or refinancing a piece of property you already own, or if you or your spouse are over 62 and you'd like to find out more about that reverse mortgage thing that everyone is talking about, and whether that property is in California or another state where you'd like to go to escape California, I can help you find the solution that's right for you and in step with your short-term and long-term plans. Call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. One last time, day or night, toll-free area code 855-640-2020. Or go to edhoffman.net and click on the United American Mortgage logo. Ed Hoffman, NMLS ID number 9921. United American Mortgage Corporation, NMLS ID number 1942. United American Mortgage Corporation is an equal housing lender and licensed by the California Department of Real Estate. AM 590, the answer. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.